Hey y'all, and welcome back to Uplift Fit Nutrition Radio. I'm your host, Lacey Dunn, senior dietetic student and future registered dietitian, here to spread the scientific knowledge in the world of fitness and nutrition. So today, we are going to talk about the dangers of competing, what to watch for, its effects, and more. So let's get started. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I'm super excited to dive into this topic. I know it's very controversial and there are amazing benefits to competing. Don't get me wrong. I love competing. The friendships that you build, what you learn about yourself, the process, it is better. It's not just bodybuilding, it's building your mind, building your soul, building your friendships. However, competing does have bad, dangerous sides to it. And I think these need to be addressed. So, in this podcast, I'm going to address the problems that I see, the problems that I have seen with clients, with people on social media. And hopefully, this will give you an, an give you an idea to what to look out for and what to know before you compete or before you go back into competing. So the biggest problem with competing is the lack of coaches that are there for competitors' health. And a lot of coaches will put uh, their clients through these drastic diets and really it, it takes a toll on both their metabolism, their thyroids, and their hormones. So the biggest thing with competing is making sure that you have a coach that is putting your health and your mental health first. Sadly, what people don't understand about competing is that you normally have to go to extremes. It does not matter how how long you reverse diet, you will have to get your calories lower to where you're going to feel it. And with the amount of people in the population who don't have a high metabolism, because having a high metabolism is not a normal thing, they normally have to go down to like 1500, 1400 calories, sometimes even lower. And so With competing, it is just essential that people realize this and that they know those detrimental effects and realize that when you get that low on food, not only are you reducing your metabolic rate, you're losing muscle mass, and you are causing issues in your hormones that you are going to have to fix. So that is a major, major downside to competing is the reduced metabolism and the effects on your hormone levels. So when you compete, you need to make sure that you have a trusted coach who's going to try and take care of you the best way that they can, keeping your food as high as possible, keeping your cardio as low as possible. Because what a lot of coaches also do is just They don't use cardio correctly and they just, you know, add more cardio, add more cardio and add more cardio. And what that does is it just runs the body down, overworking the body, increasing cortisol, which is all you keep on increasing cortisol. And then you're just going to continue to lose muscle mass and even add on fat. So that is just detrimental. And so you want to have a coach who's going to put your health first and put competing to the side. So if you are somebody who is get, it's getting down to the wire and you are having major, major issues and you're on a low amount of calories, high amount of cardio, that's when you have to have a coach who's going to say, hey, we need to back off. We need to put your health first and give you time to reverse diet, add back in calories, give you a diet break before we even think about competing again. 
Another thing that you have to account for is also the dangers with peak week and certain coaches using peak week methods. I know a lot of coaches that are terrible and they do sodium depletions, they do water depletions, they give their clients diuretics. So that just not only is that bad for you to do for peak week because you need salt, you need water, or you're going to look flat and you also may possibly pass out and you may possibly die because that has been seen. I know I was at USA's um, last July and it was just, it was really sad to see the fact that there was a lady who died from using those diuretics and of course she was also on drugs but it's never safe guys to do massive amounts of depleting changing up your electrolytes because your electrolytes sodium and your potassium and as well as water those are all involved and needed for your body's metabolic process for your heart to beat for your lungs for you to be able to breathe and actually walk around so if you cut out all that stuff you can possibly cut out and stop your heart from beating so it is essential that you find a coach who's going to put your health first just like I said find a coach who put your metabolism and your hormones first you have to find a coach that's going to put your health above a peaking method as well If you have not listened to my Peak Week podcast, make sure you check that out for Peak Week Nutrition, what to do, how to do it, all these shebangs. So make sure you check that out. So another effect that is dangerous with competing is the effect on your mental health. So what girls don't understand is, or guys, when you go into competing, it's not just about, hey, I'm going to go into competing And then I'm going to love myself. And then I'm going to like my body. And then I'm going to be happy. I'm going to have that trophy. That's going to be the thing that tells me I'm where I need to be. No. What competing does is it actually, for most people, makes you even harder on yourself. It doesn't help you love yourself. What competing, at least for me, and I'm very honest and open about it, it makes me make it makes me like myself less. It makes me tear myself down, not be my best friend. And so when you go into competing, you really have to make sure that you 100% know that this is going to be hard. This is going to be hard on your mental health. This is going to be hard on your self-love. And know that you need to learn to love yourself now, love your body now for what it does for you every single day. It fights for you. It helps you move, walk, lift, run, everything. That body that you have, you were given and it is beautifully and wonderfully made by God. And no matter what you look like on stage, no matter how those other girls look compared to you you have to go up there looking how you want to look and you have to go up there knowing that whatever the placement is regardless of what happens you're amazing and it is the hard work that you put in that is your trophy for that competition so we talked body image we also have to talk about the mental health of your views on eating and food so Sadly, a lot of competitors have problems with food and their um, food images, so they end up having bad eating behaviors, and this can lead to eating disorders, binging, um, anorexia. Sadly, that is what happens. 
people see food as, you know, just numbers and they get so fixated on making sure that they have approximately this many grams. They get scared because they'll go over by like two, two to five grams, which is nothing. And then they'll be scared because they missed a workout. They missed five minutes of cardio. They weren't able to go do, um, a certain exercise that they were supposed to do and they have to switch it out for something else because that machine was taken. I know that because I have had those feelings as well. Like I have been in the gym to where I was competing and I wanted to do hamstring curls and the hamstring curl machine was always taken. So I couldn't do hamstring curls. And then I was freaking out. Oh my God, my hamstrings are going to deplete and die. No, (laughs) they're not going to deplete and die after one session or even a week. So those are just, it's crazy the amount of mental things that you have to think about and know about and sadly just like I had said about the eating behaviors girls binge because sadly there are coaches that don't take care of their athletes and they're on such low calories they're on such high cardio that all their body is doing is telling them to eat and so their hormones are out of whack and then they go binge and then one binge turns into nightly binging and so then there just becomes a whole nother problem then there are girls post-show who sadly there's two different sides there's the side where people stay like or try to stay 24-7 lean stage lean and that is not safe that is not healthy Girls need to really make sure that they then post-show reverse diet and get their calories up and they get their body back to a healthy, stable amount of lean because there's a difference between national stage lean and regional stage lean and then there's also a difference between everyday lean and show lean. For me, I can easily keep a probably regional stage lean for national shows I do have to get down to the wire I do have to drop the pounds and I don't like the way I look on national stage I will be honest with you guys I hate the way I look on stage I feel like I look scrawny I look tiny and I don't look healthy so this is something you have to take into account national stage lean is typically not healthy it is not a good uh, it's it's not something you want to keep long long term because then that causes an amount of crazy health effects strength depletion muscle mass depletion hormone depletion all the above then you also have to look on the other side of the girls that post-show go crazy. They binge. They gain like 10 to 20 pounds post-show within two weeks. And that is not safe. That is not healthy because you know what that does is all it does is accumulate triglycerides in the um, visceral adipose tissue. That is because they put on the weight so fast. So visceral adipose tissue is the fat amongst and around your organs and when you gain weight quickly that is where it will go and when you increase the amount of fat cells in your body you can't get rid of those fat cells all you can do is shrink them so visceral adipose tissue is also harder to lose than subcutaneous tissue and subcutaneous tissue is like the it is not surrounding your organs it's what you normally find in your stomach your legs your arms Um, around your body but so it just when you go out you cause binging you cause um, problems with eating you cause metabolic problems so when you gain a bunch of weight post-show then you're also causing problems with your insulin with your leptin with your hormones so 
it's a vicious cycle either way you go. So you have to make sure you either have a coach who's going to take care of you, who's going to reverse you the right way, slow and steady, or you yourself have a post-show plan. I always suggest if you cannot afford a coach and you're doing prep yourself, having a second eye, whether it be a best friend, your mother, your dad, somebody, even if, if it be posting on social media and asking people. I know I'm in the If It Fits Your Macros contest prep page on Facebook and we have girls all the time post, hey, should I do this? What if I change up this? Um, how should I do this? And people are very helpful. I will go in and answer questions. I will go in and help people. And so will a lot of those coaches in that contest prep page. So check that out on Facebook. That's If It Fits Your Macros contest prep. Might be If It Fits Your Macros competition prep page, but check that out. Very helpful people. Um, so don't be afraid to put things on social media for help to reach out to others about how they have overcome competing what they think about competing because you really have to know what you're getting into before you get into it so that is just a little bit about the health and the mental effects with competing the dangers to watch out for and now I'm going to go a little bit into not specific dangers but problems with competing and why competing is not always the best thing to do for somebody who's just you know wanting to lose weight you know wanting to you know try a new goal so my biggest suggestion is normally if you just want to like if you just want to say hey I lost this amount of weight I'm proud of myself go do a photo shoot because competing because it has all these issues it also is not just about who looks best on stage so let's talk about the problems with competing and what you see in different shows now if you know about these issues if you know about the detrimental effects that can happen or if you have a coach who's going to make sure that they take full care of you and you don't have to worry about all this dangerous stuff go compete if that's something you want to do I'm not saying competing is totally bad I just want to make sure that people realize what can happen and be safe so let's first talk about judging. So competing is not always objective. Competing can be very subjective. So when you go on stage, what you have to remember is that it is not always who looks the best. It can be who has the best tan, who is the prettiest, who is wearing the color that the judge likes. So when you compete, some judges hate certain colors. Some judges hate curly hair. Some judges hate straight hair. Some judges prefer blondes or brunettes. Some judges Judges can be racist, sadly, and this is terrible for anything or anybody to say, but I've been at a show to where girls who were not African American did terribly. I was one of them, and sadly, that just occurs in the United States still. It is terrible, but it happens, so competing is very subjective, it is not objective. If a judge sees you in a suit that they hate the color for, they're going to dock you points. And even if you look the best, they're going to not put you in that first call out. You also then have to go into teams. So there are certain shows where either the judges or the promoter know in our friends with certain teams. And so I'm going to give a short example. There are teams down in South Florida that are very, very friendly with the judges slash promoters and they always do well. This might not be, uh, this might be just my 
my thinking and my looking, but I can promise you this happens at shows as well in the West Coast. So there's a certain team that tends to do a lot better when they are with a certain uh, promoter. And this is sadly because of the whole political aspect of competing. So it happens. You have to be aware of it. And you have to know that if you go into a show, just because you look your very best, just because you look awesome and you have the body that is bikini, it doesn't mean that you're going to win and you're going to get the trophy you deserve all the time. Because sadly, politics come into play. Hopefully, I have only seen this recently in regards to regional shows and not at the national level. So if you go to a national level, thank goodness I have seen a lot more fair judging. So less likely to worry about that. But when you go to certain regional shows, you do have to be careful. This is not to dock any team, any athlete, because a lot of the times those athletes that win, most of the time, a lot of them do deserve it. And they deserve every single ounce of that hard work that they put in and so uh, this is not to dock them this is not to dock a team this is only to say that sometimes politics happens and you have to be aware because I know a lot of girls and guys will go into competing thinking that they are ready and they're going to win that trophy and you have to realize that your worth cannot be put into a trophy. It cannot be put into a placing because competing can be subjective and can have different politics that come into play. So like I said, your worth should not be determined by your placing or a trophy or you should not place your worth based on the body you have on stage because your body's going to change. You're not going to hold that stage lean. That's not normal. That's not healthy. So your worth, your self-love, it has to happen and it has to be strong before you decide to compete. You have to have a healthy relationship with food before you compete and realize that your self-worth, your relationship with food is going to be tested through competing. And you need to have friends, family, and a coach who is there for you and is going to take care of your health first. Two other health effects that can come from competing. Number one, injury. Because you are doing so much activity, because your calories are low and your energy is less and you have um, cortisol potentially causing um, muscle mass depletion, there, there is a higher chance for injury. And then you have the whole, if you are in a deficit for a long period of time, you're increasing your chances for osteoporosis and bone fractures. So that's a whole nother detrimental problem. You can listen to my podcast on um, amonorrhea, which is loss of the menstrual cycle, which is another detrimental effect with competing. When your body fat levels drop, your body is going to, to freak out and think we need to be safe. We can't carry a baby and be able to take care of it so it's going to stop menstruating and then with no menstrual period then you also will cause you know bone issues other hormonal issues and then thyroid issues the whole shebang so then on the other side you also have nutrition and you have um, you can cause dietary intolerances so if you are competing and say you have a coach that says you know you're not lactose intolerant, they cut out dairy. You can develop lactose intolerances. If you have a coach that decides, hey, we are going to cut out a certain type of carb, then you can be 
and become sensitive to a certain type of carb and certain type of food and even people develop intolerances from eating the same food over and over again. I know I have seen people develop egg white intolerances because they've eaten so many egg whites and some people even develop intolerances to like dairy, casein. So you just have to be careful that you have a variety of nutrients and you keep um, you keep your health first in regards to anything with competing. So I'm just going to wrap up this podcast. It is 20 minutes long now. I hope I have at least some of you guys listening. So if this was helpful, please let me know. Please like, please share, please leave me a review on this podcast, Uplift Fit Nutrition. I really like doing these podcasts and I really want to put out content that is helpful for you guys. What you guys want to learn about, not just what I want to put out because there's a lot of info that I can give to you guys, but I don't know if that's something you want. I don't know if you want me to go over diabetes, insulin, the factors for you know endurance nutrition. So certain topics that I have in my head, but I want to help you guys learn what you want to learn about. So let me know. Email me at fitandfaith at gmail.com and make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. I have various different videos on nutrition, fitness, I just did a video on the signs of supplementation as well as artificial sweeteners and sugar alcohols. So make sure you guys check that out. You subscribe to that. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a fabulous week and I will have one more final tomorrow and then I will have a bachelor's in dietetics. So praise Jesus. I'm finally there. So I hope you guys are having just as great a week as I am. So I will see you guys in my next podcast and thank you for listening.